Yes. Hi, welcome back to Plus This. I'm Kathy Deach. And I'm Nikki Bailey. <laughs> we are not in any way <laughs> caught off guard or ill prepared. No, in no way, shape, or form am I. Okay, listen, I'm trying to do a watch party. Got it. Great. I don't actually know what a watch party does, but I do click it. Every I'm going to do it now. And, and then see, I'm going back you know, to look at our little feed. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I mean, people are trying to teach me new things. I'm I, trying to keep up. I don't want to learn anything new. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I have been educated to plenty the nth degree. <laughs> I'm dying. I am plenty. I am learned. <laughs> you had higher learning, too. I, I did. I, the was, I got highest, some I would got, say. I got some, some real heavenly degrees. Yeah. I have a Master of Divinity degree. That I will pay for until Jesus comes back. <laughs> Thank you, God. Listen, Hallelujah. They show up soon. Okay, I, Jesus, if you're listening, <laughs> hold off for could a you, second. No, just come now. Hey, we need you. Because <laughs> you need <laughs> your loans to be done. I need my loans we might to get be a done. president that says they're all done. I mean, Ooh, that could that be some stuff. We are I, actually right now missing the second Democratic debate. We'll be leaving yes. here to go watch it. But this um, is commitment. This is commitment. We are committed to you guys. All right, right now, if we voted right now today, Senator Warren, I'm you would get it. my money, girl. Yes. Into it. Although I love Kamala Harris like so much. I, I absolutely love Kamala. Um, and Cory Booker could get it. And <laughs> and uh, after last night, I'm really kind of feeling Castro too. So oh, I, I really you know, enjoy. I him. like basically all the people of, of color, color and women who are unelectable. <laughs> but that's okay because I still no, have hope. Why we don't have to say that anymore? We don't. Let, don't say unelectable. We're not going like, to say. We're not saying it. Okay. Everybody we're claim it. I think anybody who is going to be the nominee is electable <laughs> because I think everyone's losing their damn mind. Don't you feel like there's like a weird. I, guys, I know it's like you're from all over the place, and I know we have a lot of New York and Chicago listeners, uh, especially. But in LA, being close to the border, I really feel that the vibe of it, even if I try to like take a break, and I'm putting that in quotes because mm -hmm. there is no break really, mm -hmm. even when I take a break from the news about the kids at the border, like I really think, like vibrationally, energetically, energetically we yeah. are, we, it is hard. We, we were talking about that this week because I haven't been sleeping and no one I no know one's has been sleeping and I basically cry as my second career. So um, I don't know. Like I'm, maybe maybe that's what's happening. Like maybe just energetically we're so close to the source of that pain. But I mean, even if it's not that there's just like just turning on your computer is enough to yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. bring you down. And mm. uh and I, you know, I, I want to be hopeful about the next presidential election. I want to be like, yeah, people are sick of this and they want change. But I feel like in the last couple of years, what we've learned is that we are so much sicker than we think. I think that's and for that, sure. And that I have always lived on a coast and always lived in a major city. And that created a nice little bubble of liberal progressive security for me and I didn't realize how sick we are just as a nation and so I don't know I'm not I'm not feeling the whole you know everybody's sick of it and change is going to happen because mm, the last couple years of I mean you know look I just there's just so much happening and there's so much that we have to heal from and fix and 
renovate and deconstruct and reconstruct, I, I am not right now feeling particularly hopeful about the American capacity for change. I'm going to tell you who makes me hopeful. Stacey Abrams. <sighs> she is getting people who don't usually vote to vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, in this little bubble of California, is there are a lot of college kids up in this county and even, like, down in, like, Long Beach and and the OC where there are kids that could be voting and they are checked out. They have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's not far from the co- – you know what I mean? Right, like, right. they're right next door to Liberal City. So I think there is something to tap into there, and I think that – as people are communicating, like why, like why the Supreme Court decisions this morning were so terrible mm-hmm. for the country. Mm-hmm. Like once you start really explaining that to people, I think those young people are going to be like, "Oh, this is literally our future. Like we're not going to have one yeah. if if this if we don't ca- if we don't care." And it's a huge voting block, and I think they could do it. And I think that mostly they are liberal. I don't think that they'll vote for. The other one. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> and right. Stacey Abrams, we know you're not running right now for the president. But, but you could run to be a guest on our show. We'd have you any you second. Could, you could run <laughs> to stand next to me on an elevator. And I, w- I just love you, Stacey Abrams. We'd love to have you on the show. She's outstanding. She's just outstanding. I want she her on makes the show me so believe. Bad. So I know. And I think- if you believe, no voice. My With voice is shot. I, it's shot a little bit because Mm-mm, last night, it. last night I had the pleasure of hosting an incredible show. It's their twentieth, which is amazing. Uh, a little night, a little new music, which Woo-hoo, is what it's, which is the take on a little night. Music. It is, which is why I almost left. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out the show basically apologizing for the way I was going to pronounce everyone's name <laughs> because that's my tell when I get nervous. I can't pronounce names, mm-hmm. and literally they were like. At least 45 names I had to pronounce. Mm-hmm. There was an Iranian guy, Saba, who was in Sagafi, mm-hmm. who was incredible, and his entire family was there. And it, we had a whole conversation how he he was in acceptance that I was pronouncing it like a white woman, that he felt like it was really important <laughs> to say that. Uh, I also said, I don't know what you expect from me. I'm from Philadelphia, and we spell W-A-T-E-R. We pronounce that water. So I don't know what everybody wants from me. I was doomed <laughs> from the get-go. But um, it was a really great night. They're a great organization. Basically, new music, period. Like, some of them never been sung before like a composer handed it over to a singer they'd never even heard their music sung before like they'd never done it publicly is it all broadway music or it it is for it is for theater theater yeah it is for theater a new theater and there's some really exciting things happening and i definitely plug myself for many good (laughs) and i definitely was like i could be in this show about the women in who after world war ii had their factory jobs taken away from them i could be in that Yes, you can. They look like me. You can, you can rosy that riveter I can rosy that riveter because I have a lot of anger I could use right now if you needed someone who's angry in that show. Well, I saw the pictures because I stalk you, and so I saw the pictures and stuff that you posted. It looked like you did an amazing job. Oh, thank you. I had a blast. Yeah. I had yeah. a blast. I mean, but it was, you know, I was there 4 o'clock, and then I it, they hand you a book of, like, 14 pages, mm-hmm. and then you have to, like, figure out how you're going to say things and what's your vibe and – and I was on until 
like people don't 10. know yeah like like yeah. when you host a big event it's it's exhausting you are responsible for the energy of the entire and the flow of yeah. the entire event and it's exhausting so yeah. you know when you like watch people hosting those big you know award shows and stuff yeah they work it hard it might not seem like it but yeah. they're working hard so yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah. yeah and our guest has been in on um a writer's room for an emmy oh so she gonna know so she, she so, gonna talk yeah caroline talk. anderson is here guys <gasps> she's here and we're gonna totally talk about her in the next segment but i uh also, it's at the Wallace Annenberg, and I want to give them a shout out and go follow them, get on their email list, find out the next time it happens. It's so much fun. Also, I was the fat person there. Really? Yes. And, you know, I've been I've been embraced in the loving care of fat women for like almost a year. Like most of my social interaction has been with my fat gals right. and plus this and and like I've been going to fat events and being very fatty fat 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 all the time. Fat. And fat. and uh so when I went back into this like music which musical theater is totally my people. Right. And I had a blast and everyone was amazing. Like I'm off I'm like, you're my friend now. Like hi Vanessa. Hi Carly. Hi. You're all my friend. Like yes. so it's not that I feel like I'm other, but then I couldn't help but notice that you were that I the was, only. Yeah. yeah. You know, it happens. But anyway, it was fun. I don't want to go on and on about it. but follow them because they're really good. It's a good night. It was really fun. Oh and Kimberly McKenna, who has been a guest on our show, was totally one of the people who worked on it. She cast me in it. Like, it was her idea to have me. Yay. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. She's so cute. We have to have her back. She's a lot. I she's didn't, blowing I wasn't up. here when she was here. So I I'm know. We, we have to have her back. back. She's blowing up now. I feel like you need to have everybody that was on the show <laughs> before me come back so I can meet them all. I'll totally email them all at yeah, once. please. Just drop a like, <laughs> That just won't cause chaos at, at all. At all, no. <laughs> That won't be into spam folder at all. <laughs> that actually, I mean, I I love. We've had return guests before, and it's been yeah. really fun. And because I was a fan of the show before I was on the show, I have a little bit of uh, like fangirl envy of all the people <laughs> that you got to speak with and meet. I know. Like you talked to Retta like in person. She's a she's a and I stay on her Instagram like I yeah. just love her, you were saying so. the other day which was my favorite thing you were like <laughs> I am exhausted I cannot sleep I'm literally like taking like a, a nice sleeping something to help me go to bed and I'm still right before I gotta look at Reddit's <laughs> IG <laughs> story I gotta watch her make coffee I before I go to bed go to bed unless I have seen Reda make her coffee I'm for the gonna day. send and her this clip is, like, I cannot wait like I wait all day. Like, like I'll look at the clock and it'll be like 9 or 10 a.m. And I'll be like, I bet Retta making her coffee right now. <laughs> but I'm not going to look at her Instagram until later. Like, I save it for the whole day. And then it, like, you know, when I'm, like, getting ready for bed, I, like, sit down and watch Retta's Instagram story for the day. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. That She's is my adorable. dedication. That is dedicated to you, Retta. That's the most unreadable. <laughs> How did she say it? Unforreadable is her. Yes. It's unforreadable. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Get her book. We'll make that happen. Such a great book. We'll, yes, we'll make that happen. We'll make okay. it happen. Thank We're going to make it happen. Um, Lizzo did it again. Because <gasps> Lizzo stayed doing it over and over <sighs> and over. I just. Slaying. The wedding. 
at the marrying BET yourself. What? All of her dancers like losing their minds. Can I just say when I saw the wedding outfit, I thought that she was gonna do soulmate. Cause I'm uh, my own sure. soulmate. Yeah. Right? But she didn't. She went with Truth Hurts. Well, that's the one that's blowing up right now. And oh, I think it's gone platinum, yeah, right? Yeah, it's gone platinum. Get it, girl. That song, if you follow me on Instagram, I tend to sing along to Lizzo in my stories. <laughs> and that song, um, what, how, how does it go again? What? Um, well, I'm in great till we'll they gotta, gotta be great. great. She says she wanted okay. someone to ask that on the debate tonight. <laughs> and if somebody was cool, like if Rachel Maddow would have been cool, cool enough, enough to, to do, do that. that. I would well, have been great till they gotta be great. beside myself. So, but I I think that 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 song speaks to something for women in particular that like no wonder it blew up because like I think we've all we've all asked the question like yeah it's a bop it's, so it's a bop it's a bop and then I it feels so good and empowering singing it and. It looks and it feels so good and empowering pretending that you are playing a flute in a oh, bridal bustier and twerking. She's the best. I, I don't know how to play a flute, but I legit have been like. I don't think it's this. Guys, Nikki's giving like meat hooks. She's like. I'm playing the flute. I don't know how to play the flute. Like but I'd be doing it and twerking like Lizzo because I do. love her. No, yes. it was great. And of course, her like uh, red carpet look with that, the wood green. Her nails. I was sitting there. I stalked Lizzo's IG stories and her with her nails like literally painted like wood grain. Right? Like it was watching them do it. I was like, I want three hours for someone to do this. <laughs> Just do this to me for three hours. I also wish with that outfit, I, I couldn't see her shoes. Um... But I'm loving, I'm loving how she's showing up on red carpets because I think what we're used to seeing is whenever there's a bigger woman on the red carpet, she's wearing something tinted or velvet, vel- you know, like, like, or, you know, in a muted color or whatever. Not but, body conscious but, at all. Right. And Lizzo yeah. was like, um, not only is she wearing a lime green dress with a fur lime green collar, <laughs> but then calling herself out for the Dr. seuss of it, which I thought was great. But like, I just love that she is showing up and looking fabulous and sexy and amazing. And never once do I ever look at her and think she's, uh, it's bravado or she's phone, you know, like she's phoning it in. Like, I, I feel like she's just being her. She is. And, and she's it's so not liberating. She's not squishing herself in some kind of box, which yeah, I think, yeah. especially with pop stars, people do it anyway with pop stars. Yeah. And, being a plus pop star, she's like, no, I'm going full out. Like, yeah. I'm going in this direction. My favorite was when she did a green screen of her in the in the in the, in the green the neon, dress. and she said, and she- "This is when I eat kale and drink water." <laughs> it's like just her head floating. She's a delightful. She's we, we legit talk about her every single Obsessed episode. I'm gonna do a Lizzo supercut of all of the plus this. It'll be 20 minutes long <laughs> that we have made. Sorry about it. Lizzo. But <laughs> we, we're, you, Lizzo. we just love her. We're not Come gonna on show. Also, last week we teased out the idea with mm-hmm. um, our guest Jana and we are guys it was a busy week we were trying to get it done by today but we're going to be a little teaser of it we made a psa we're starting something called stop the biggest loser hashtag stop the biggest loser stop the biggest loser and we if you don't know about the show we're going to talk about it in this next clip that you're about to see and then right after we'll have caroline anderson right here with us 
remind you what the biggest loser is. Do you remember the show? Uh, it was the show that featured fat people being tortured to lose weight. They are claiming that this time they're going to include wellness and health on top of the losing weight competition. No, that's not going to happen. And as a very, very smart friend of ours just said, basically treats fat people like they're in a minstrel show. Secondly, it also is torturing humans for entertainment. For entertainment. We're basically performing weight loss for your entertainment. Ridiculous. And thirdly, they've done serious studies of all the people who were on The Biggest Loser who did indeed lose weight. And guess what? Their bodies ended up fighting to keep weight back on. In a study of 14 previous contestants of The Biggest Loser, they found that the hormone that your body produces to let you know when you're satisfied and you've had enough to eat, their bodies no longer make that hormone. That quick weight loss with absolutely over-exercising ended up tanking metabolism. They're hungry all I, so that was it. We're sorry. I, we did have a cute edit, but it didn't work out. It's okay. We were too busy chit-chatterotting yeah, here. it's okay. So the biggest loser is not really entertainment. It's really watching torture. And although we know that it's hard to get on board with loving yourself every day and a fat body because the world wants you to disappear, we're just hoping you don't go that route. We don't want them yeah. to find any contestants. We want them to be like, we don't have anybody who wants to be on this show. So we are saying to you, even though you are tempted and we know because, you know, it's a $100,000 prize and, and, and fanfare and publicity and torture, we're just saying don't submit. <laughs> just don't even bother because we want to make sure that they're not continuing to, uh, you know, to encourage you know unhealthy not only unhealthy weight loss but just unhealthy views of the body yes, and so exactly. we you know like there's no reason for us to punish ourselves in the way that the biggest loser punishes the contestants uh in the pursuit of thinness which we've already talked about a million times all the different ways that all the information that we're getting about how we're supposed to look is faulty and based on patriarchy and white supremacy and really negative uh, messages about what a body should be and how it should be. So, so just hashtag, hashtag stop, stop the, the biggest, biggest loser. loser. A friend of mine suggested that we go and pick it outside of USA. I mean, if we're going to get real about it, I'm that might saying, be next week. Guys. Maybe, maybe we might <laughs> be out there. We'll next talk week. about it. Okay. I've known this gorgeous girl from goddess meditations because that's how we roll. She is a writer. She's a performer. She's one of the funniest people I ever met. When I first met her, she was like full on ball ballerina and now has added weight training to her, mm -hmm. <laughs> to her CV. Mm -hmm. And she wrote this amazing article about it. I want everyone to read it. Hopefully you did already. But please welcome to the show, Caroline Anderson. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so glad that you're here. I'm just so glad you're here. No, thank you. We've wanted to have you. Thank you. Yes. I w asked you if it was okay to talk about writing jobs. You know, that's like a sensitive topic sure. for people. And some people are like, I would rather not mention. Uh, but I think your experience is pretty special because it is 
um, in what I think of uh, places that really are male heavy. Yeah. You did comedy, uh, Bang Bang. Yes. And um, then now you've moved on to corporate. Yes. Although I will say, corporate deceptively, half of the room is is women. Um, and a very uh, a choice was made not to read for white straight men um, their scripts. So the other than the three creators, every hired writer and then uh, writer support roles, which is what technically my position is, is all non-straight white men. We only have one male staff writer and he's he's a gay man the, the friend of the show bridger weiniger i believe he's oh, a friend of the show right? oh yes so. um, wow. hi bridger. Corporate with their with yeah. their taking a stand and making some good choices there yeah, yeah. Nice. but yes on in all of comedy bang bang we did 120 episodes and there were only two women uh, eva anderson and lauren mcguire were the only Ooh. women writers on and it. tell us about that tell us about your experience with that it was good you know it was it was the first job i ever had i was 21 years old i like got a writer's assistant job i i dropped out of college and moved to la and so it was like you know i like i think back very fondly on it because it was like it was my first hollywood job it was like so exciting and there were celebrities around or celebrities for me which is like comedy nerd celebrities um and it was really, really lovely. And then I worked a second job and learned, like, oh, we didn't do any of the things right. Like, we had no money. Um, and that's not actually how jobs work. Um, but very fun. We had we joked more than I've joked on any other show. It was just nonstop bits in the room. Um, and I love all those all those people so much. They're all so, so warm and, and lovely to me. Um, and allowed me to be like a 21 year old who didn't know what she was doing, which I'm very, very grateful for. At the time, I was like, I don't know why everyone's like, <laughs> I'm just like doing my thing. And then I was like, oh no, they were they were my teachers. Um, but I, you know, I had a great time. What do you think is the best thing that you learned from them? Oh gosh. Um, Trick question. Sorry. That is that is a hard <laughs> one because also like it was like four years of my life. It was a really long time. We wrote these like long, long seasons. And then we would go right into production, then right into the next season. So some of it, like, at a certain point, it becomes a blur. But, like, Eva Anderson, who is one of the writers on there, who is just, like, one of those amazing women. She's, like, a blue-ribbon baker, a magician, screenwriter, playwriter. She writes, like, immersive theater. She's just, like, one of those, like, unreal awesome people who just, like, comes to work, does her job, goes home, has a life, has, like, people she cares about, like, is very much a real human. And there are so many people in comedy and writing who don't have lives and aren't real humans and stay in the office all day and don't care about anybody else but themselves. And, like, you know, that, like, demonstration of self-care and, like, humility and, like, that you're still a, a human was like incredibly important and impactful for me. That's really that powerful and as a 21 year old to have that be one of the first lessons you learn as a yeah. as an employed person yeah. is amazing because most of us start out with the exact opposite message. So yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's so excellent. Cool. And corporate is, is picked up, yeah? For a third and final season, yes. Uh, we start writing it again in a couple of months, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I love corporate so much. I like when I got the job on it, it's so tonally different than Comedy Bang Bang, and I couldn't, I didn't think I was going to fit in, and I didn't think I was going to like it, and it's so nihilistic and so cynical, um, and that's not me at all, but because of that, I really had a fun time, like, it's like playing in a different world, it's like, you know, putting on a costume a little bit, and I had the best time, and I, like, 
I I wish we could do a million seasons. I'll work with those guys anytime. They're just like the most decent humans. That's so great. And obviously I know Bridger. Yeah. And they're like his like really great, great friends. Yes. Yeah. Who he yeah. And so I mean he's a pretty he's he's a pretty good judge of character, I yeah. would say. He's also recently started lifting. We've been texting about lifting. Oh, <laughs> That's who I am now. I text what a people wonderful that way. segue. <laughs> Hence the writer in the room. Mm. <laughs> So I, I teased a little bit about how I knew you as a ballerina, mm-hmm. and I would love it when we were in this amazing space called the Dome, and like she would be like showing us something that she did, and I'd be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful in this light, like you couldn't take it, and so graceful and beautiful, and she also sings opera. I mean, she does all the things, this one over here, and she says she's had a really great musicality in ballet, um, but I want to talk, I want you to talk a little bit about your experience as a dancer yeah. doing ballet in obviously a crazy thin privileged space and then um what actually made you go into weightlifting yeah Yeah. so I loved dance as a kid and I love ballet like my husband's taking me to the ballet for my birthday that you know we we love we love ballet I love ballet (laughs) he's a great husband (laughs) he has found out how to love ballet slowly but surely um and I think there's that like moment when you're a grown up and you're like, okay, I don't have PE class anymore, but I have a physical space that I take up and it seems like a lot of people are doing things with their physical space and I'm not doing anything with mine. Um, and maybe I have to do that. Um, maybe. <laughs> and so I had a friend who took ballet. There's this amazing adult beginner studio in Los Angeles called the line ballet method, really amazing instruction and warm and it's like all levels all ages all sizes all bodies really really great uh group and so she was taking classes there and I decided to take some classes and I like loved it again um I loved it as a child uh up until they stopped loving me as much so I I stopped you know Mm -hmm. doing as much ballet when they're like "Mm." Yeah, your ankles are your ankles can't like that was like their code it's like your ankles <laughs> your ankles this is when you were a kid when I was a kid yeah when it's like you know every year at the end of the year of like what level am I going to be in next year and then at a certain point it was like you need to work on your conditioning because your ankles your knees and your ankles your knees everyone's very concerned about fat women's knees I don't know if you always. That. <laughs> always always be on a knee always so anytime you like see a video of like a fat dancer or a fat yogi they're like mm, but her knees I think she's fine <laughs> that's so funny because because I actually am now having knee pain and I don't want to talk about it for that exact reason. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to tell the doctor because they'll be like, you know you fat. That's yeah. why your knees hurt. Yeah. It's, well, my knees are just fine. Yeah. Um, but if they weren't fine, that would also be okay. All knees. Uh, yes, all knees. Um, <laughs> so I I loved going back to ballet and it was very fun and it was very playful. And, and what I love about a line is that they do like you can actually learn choreography, like which is what I want to do. I don't just want to like tondu all day. Uh, so I had a lot of fun and we did like a sugar plum fairy and that was fun. And then it just like, I changed, things changed, you know, I don't know like what was happening in the cosmos at the time, but like, it's just one of those where like, instead of being excited to go to class, I was like, not. And then like, you know, the target leggings that I bought, I was like, I don't want to put those on. And it just like more and more of that, like, I don't want to. And like skipping classes, which is, you know, don't do because I'm a very good student. Um... <laughs> But, you know, it's just happening more and more. And then I, like, just kind of dropped off. I didn't make a declaration that I was done with ballet. But I just kind of, like, I just took took the pause that I needed to take. I was, like, not enjoying, like, the pictures I was taking of myself. Like, 
I, I have to Instagram my fitness or else no one will know. Um, and I was like, not <laughs> enjoying that part of it. It became like a chore to take a picture where at first it was like, oh, look how pointed my feet are. I love this. And likes, likes, likes. Um, so I like took a little bit of a pause for like, I had a couple years where, where my body and my activity was mostly sitting at various places around LA. Um, <laughs> and then I literally saw two fat friends of mine taking a workout class that was very close to my apartment. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna do that. It was like, <laughs> why are my friends hanging out without me? It literally was why I did it. And it was like $25 unlimited week. I'm nothing if motivated by deals. Um, <laughs> so I like signed up, I went to the first class, like in the, it was like kettlebell, it was very kettlebell forward conditioning and strength and, and I like fully had a panic attack, went to the bathroom, cried. My friend Ryan was there. I was like, you can't, Ryan's here. You can't, you can't leave. Ryan's here. Uh, so I like stuck through it. Uh, what was the panic attack about? I can't do this. Like it was like, it was an exercise called dead bug where you're on your back and your arms and legs are in the air and you just alternate, you know, arm down, leg down, arm down, leg down. And it was just really unpleasant like being on your back with your legs up although i'm there all the time um (laughs) very unpleasant as a person with mass because like you're like literally like choking on your tits a little bit and so it was like i just was so physically like there's no way i can be in the state that i'm in for the next 45 minutes Mm. it was so unpleasant but i was like you know i'm gonna do it and then i got a deal and I can't throw away that $25. So I just kept <laughs> so you're like, back. torture me more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then another deal, Unlimited Month, it was an even better deal. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. And, and obviously then, if your fat friends are going, yeah. it's a class that yeah. people like understand. And my trainers, and, and, I mean, Steph Wilberding, the most incredible woman I've ever met. I, it's very much like a full Mr. Holland's Opus situation where she is, <laughs> it's uh, codependent and I love it. Um, but I need her approval more than I need anything. <laughs> Um, she's so warm and accepting and open and, and, uh, modifications are praised. Like that was a moment where I didn't want to do what we were supposed to do. So I like did a jumping jack instead. And she was like, love that. Listen to your body. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's like an amazing moment. Nice. Um, and then I thought, well, I'll do some personal training. So I did some personal training and I kept doing classes. Now I'm working with a second trainer to do specifically weightlifting because I love weightlifting so much. I love it. Now all I all I do is is fitness and I love taking my Instagrams. I like love oh, like oh I how love when you hot am I gonna I look? love when you talked about your butt and how great it is yeah. in the article you wrote. Yeah, it's so were you having all these feelings and being like I need a place to write this down? Yeah, you know I like. What it was really a response to was a lot of people in my life making comments about a weight loss that wasn't happening. They were like being like, you look so great. And I was like, I actually don't look any different, but thank you. Like, because I, I did my clothes fit exactly the way they did before. When I buy new clothes, they fit the same way. Like I, I look in a mirror every day. I don't, I'm not someone who weighs myself or measures myself, but I, I know that there might be some like, like evening out places but I haven't I haven't lost significant weight but because I post about fitness enough people are like way to go on your weight loss journey and I was like that's not what this is and I need you to know that I need you to know that this has literally nothing to do about weight and when you say that I hate you (laughs) and I judge you harshly and get more woke and learn things (laughs) no I love the whole tone of it I love that you were like wait my ass is sexy yes and by the way it is. <laughs> and then you go and you're like lifting 
like crazy heavy things. Do you follow other weightlifters? I do. And I've started watching. I watch so the way Olympic weightlifting is measured is like the the weight classes, the very top weight class is at 87 kilos plus and everyone above that isn't and I watch those. I watch these amazing fucking fat Thai women and fat Korean women and just like these amazing huge women <laughs> lifting and I follow them on Instagram. I love and them. And Sarah Robles, obviously. I mean, we came, Hi, Sarah. Hopefully she still watches the show. We literally came this close once to having her on the show yeah. and it didn't work out. She's like, I got to go to Houston to train. We were like, okay, okay, we'll work a oh, Skype out. Her. And she's just been in it down there. So yeah. we're going to get her on. She's Good. pretty extraordinary. And then you'll have me come in and <laughs> And yeah, and you'll be I'll like, show her hey, my dad left. <laughs> no, I like, love her. I'm absolutely like every. It's the most excited. Like the way with your Retta and with your Lizzo, she is my that right now. Oh, that's so good to know. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really responsive. You should yeah. try DMing her. <laughs> slip in. Yeah, yeah. Totally slip in. So how does it how does it make you feel? I know that some people, some fat people in particular, feel like well. If I started exercising now, or if I started weight training now, or whatever, um, you know, my I'm not in the right shape to do it, or I mm-hmm. have to lose weight before I start. Mm-hmm. What what does it feel like in your body to be able to do these things? And like, what what do you say to people who are having those thoughts? Yeah, yeah. It you something my trainer says that I really like. She this was like an Instagram caption once that really stuck with me. And she was like. Why do why do people want to feel small? It's okay if your goal is to get smaller with fitness, but why? Because what's wrong with big and what's wrong with lots and what's wrong with, you know, big why and why do we have to be small? And so you ha- do have to be okay with feeling a, like the Hulk. Like if that's going to make you uncomfortable, then it's maybe not if you want to feel petite. W- lifting won't make you feel petite. It'll make you feel like you could like like push over a mall which is like the way I love feeling yes um, by the way so, that is total, to I, push over I a might mall. have become a she-hulk in a short film because that's how I want to feel all yeah. the time yeah so that is like and watching fat women weightlifters is like an amazing because you don't see fat athletes ever like you just are very rarely and so so yeah it it, it can be uncomfortable if your goal is to be slim because it is like you're facing heavy on this is the amount of mass I have and because of this amount of mass I can do big things and so like mm. if if that feeling is going to make you uncomfortable yes go to your sculpting classes or whatever you know right, go to right, booty right. ballet or whatever but, but that's a really powerful statement that yeah. because I am this big I can do big things yeah that's that's amazing. That's a tattoo. That is right. <laughs> We're gonna put it. In I a want tattoo. it on a t-shirt and a hat. <laughs> yeah. Tattoo on my on my arm. Yeah. yeah. Your arm. My family, because they're twisted, they call this your thigh arm. Mm. So it's a farm. Yeah. Sometimes we also might call it your turkey wing. Sure. But either way, I ham yeah. hocks. Yeah. Yeah, ham hocks. It's jiggling, baby. <laughs> you, know, I, you can't see it on camera, but I have a, a ton of tattoos, but they all stop at my elbows. Here, I'll do a little bit of this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never gotten it up there because that is like an area that I'm like, well, I don't want to be showing off this part of my body. But since I'm training all the time, even though 
again, they don't look that much different. I do like love them now because they lift heavy things. And now I'm thinking of all the tattoos I want to get. Yes. yes. Oh my God. I, I totally it. want to look through the book with you. I know. But you draw your own tattoos, right? Oh, I have art. The artist draw you them have for the artist. me. Yes. But you I've, like I have, have a couple ideas. Artists I love. She yeah. like, she has like it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, I, you're somebody who would be the person I would go get a tattoo with. Yeah. Not that I'll ever get a tattoo. Just, I, I like a henna one. Sure. I don't need the perms. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to take a tiny break. And then we're going to come right back with Hot Topics and Caroline Anderson. Okay. Promotional consideration provided by Scrubs Body, an all-female-owned business giving you permission to pamper in jars and bottles. Now with a brick-and-mortar location at 245 Main Street in Farmingdale, New York. Still available online at scrubsbody.com. Hi, mm, I just scrubs I scrubbed body. it to come here. Made my egg, my my eggs, made my legs mm. look really shiny. I had to smack my girlfriend's <laughs> hand away from my scrubs the other day. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's mine. I'm gonna get you one, but back up. <laughs> it's addictive, right? It's good stuff. It's good. Those elbows. I really took care of my elbows today. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, oh, and plus this gift, you'll get a freebie. Just saying. You're welcome. Uh, thanks, Scrubs. Uh, so we, there were a couple, of, well, first of all, you got married. I did. Congratulations. And, got, and she got married in like a great location. Can you please tell everyone? Yes. Yeah, so there's a marionette company in Los Angeles, the Bob Baker Marionette Theater, that's been around since the late 50s and in their original location since 1962. Uh, and unfortunately, because it's Los Angeles, a condo is going to be there instead. So they had to cease production there in November and start doing shows in their beautiful new home in Highland Park. Um, but when we got the word that they were closing, we were like, well, can we plan a wedding in three weeks? I think we can. So, yeah, we got married in this beautiful puppet theater from 1963. It's really beautiful. But you are you are a, a fan. I'm I'm a bit of a puppet aficionado. It comes up at parties, you know. <laughs> I bring it up. Do you want to do it? That was a New Year's resolution of mine. Was and I did it. I did like a little mini workshop a couple weeks ago, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's really really hard. And like, I kind of assumed that like well, I've seen it enough. <laughs> I can just go do it. I've just seen it. Wait a minute. But it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's an art form. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But they are amazing. I've Again, I've stalked your Instagram and watched your videos. Yeah. And I love when the dog comes up to you. Oh, my God. I know. The best. Yeah. We had a couple of marionettes in the wedding. A, a Dracula marionette walked me down the aisle. Aww. Every little girl's dream. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And we had a little puppy dog. It was the best. It was the best wedding. No one was there, which was the best part of it all. There were, like, ten people. It was amazing. It does feel like secret weddings have become a little bit of a trend, and I think it's I think it's all. And it's because of you. You started it. I totally. I that's. I believe that totally, especially in that location. You just made it seem like the coolest secret thing ever to do. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. You should check out her Instagram. We've been putting it on the bottom. Yeah. Caroline E and there's two E's in a row. It confuses a lot of people. I'm sorry to whoever has Caroline and at (laughs) Gmail because you get some emails. What's your middle name? Elizabeth. Aww. What's yours? Anne. What's yours? <laughs> Jacqueline, after Ooh. my mother. Thank Beautiful. You. With a Q. With a Q, although the state of California dropped the Q, so oh. right now it doesn't look like that's what my name is, but Jacqueline. Yes. yes. Now, was there any, because I'm 
named half after Caroline Kennedy. Was there any Jacqueline Kennedy inspo? No, no, my mom's name was Jacqueline, and she started this tradition in the family of giving the oldest girl the mom's middle name. Cute. And so my cousin Taryn has her mother Michelle's middle name. Cute. Then my cousin Tori ruined the tradition. <laughs> and <laughs> But Tori's just not one for following rules anyway, but she has a beautiful daughter named Bryn who does not have Tori's middle Listen, name. Listen, you're lucky because my family just, na- they didn't even try to do a middle, they were all like, y'all, well, first of all, I think all of them were planning on having so many kids, like, that couldn't last, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I'm named after my mother. My brother Denny's named after my father. My middle name is for my grandmother's. Like, so, What was yeah. yours again? Kathleen Ann. Kathleen Ann. I feel like, <laughs> and this is going to be really a terrible thing to say, maybe. I don't know. I feel like Ann is like the white people go to for a middle name. Ann and Elizabeth and Lee. Those are the three yeah. that I hear the yeah. most. Yeah. I want someone to do a study about. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there is yeah. one. We'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look it up. Speaking of hot topics. We wanted to talk to you about some things because you're really smart. Okay. <laughs> and we like your point of view. All right. At least, you know, what you've been serving so far has been fails. Mm. Uh, and this, again, I'm sorry they're not happy. I mean, it's hard to be happy. You can talk about Lizzo for a minute if you want. <laughs> always. Always. She's the best. I do have this fantasy of making a music video to lingerie that's just me powerlifting and lingerie. <laughs> Oh my yes, God. you totally we need to, to do, do that. that. And we will premiere it here. <laughs> we will premiere it here. <laughs> yes. We will get a crew. Getting into my gym and being like, excuse me, <laughs> disrobing and Why is that No, we're going to work on that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Email yes. That's going to happen. We're going to email her. Yeah. And Christy should be happy that you want to do something amazing in her in the gym. Yes. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And, and Lizzo would love viral. it. It will go viral. Yes. Oh my we're God. starting it and like this one when she gets an idea she's just like let's just do it like she's like the we're next day it. like we're doing this yeah. so you had a great idea remember <laughs> and you're like yeah no that was just an idea she's like no we're doing it we're, right it's happening now. right this second <laughs> that is hot no you were the one who just reminded me because i just saw it right before i came over here that she just um, posted about an Urban Decay I love it. ad that she's doing. I love and, it's it. and the first line of her tweet was like, I love my wide face. And you know who didn't love my wide face was my grandmother, who made a lot of comments about how wide my face was constantly growing up. Mm. And just seeing like, I love my wide face was like, ah! Yes. <laughs> it was like, makes me so happy yeah that's like awesome oh, maybe i like my white face yeah yeah because representation matters, matters. it does it does speaking of representation so you know um one of the heads of one of the biggest committees in congress is a plus-size guy um he's a representative nadler and there is a total tool from he was let go from the he was a Trump aide at one point and got let go and then some scumbag law firm took him on. His name is Jason Miller. And he said things that quite honestly women are called all mm-hmm. people say it's women all the time and I don't know one man who's ever been fired for mm-hmm. calling a woman like Trump basically did this to Rosie O'Donnell and he became president. So mm-hmm. I don't know if saying this to a woman matter woman matters, but um, it, this is what <laughs> the story this Miller guy said, said. about Do Mr. You Nadler. Read it? <laughs> he said, uh, "People should call Mr. Nadler Mr. Muffin Top." He also tweeted that um, to in reference to Nadler, "Fat fucks gonna fat fuck." 
you're gross, you fat fuck, and you're fat and nasty, don't harass Hope and then try to play nice. And that was Hope Hicks when she was being questioned by his committee. And first of all, grown folks, grown people, Mm -hmm. grown people in positions of power and particularly presidents, stop calling people names. We got these books they call dictionaries. And in those, there are words that have meaning. And you can choose any one of those words to describe or address another human being. However, one should choose words that are not ridiculously personal scathing remarks when there's obviously other stuff you could talk about. Like if you want And you're a lawyer. And you're a lawyer. You pay good money to get a good degree and you can't say nothing but fat fuck? I mean... You you got you know what you should ask for your money back because they did not educate you well and you Mr. should be Miller. fired. I mean, you. I'm not saying he shouldn't be fired. I'm just saying that by the way, like I'm saying that if he had said those things about women, mm-hmm. would that ha- right. would anyone have blinked? Right. Nobody would have blinked. Yeah. I mean, when you have a president who thinks it's okay to to call people names and to tweet policy and to do all the crazy insanity that this dude's doing the example he's showing and setting for other people is abysmal but then you think about it this this guy's a lawyer talking to a member of congress and just in terms of like the legal profession aren't you taught some level of respect about other like legal dignitary types right like don't you think there's like a basic modicum of respect that should be Maybe I'm asking too much. But I don't think you are. I, I just think, like, like choose better words. You know, there, <laughs> there's so many. We're not saying don't be mad at someone. Right, be but mad, what is but this? what is this? What is this? What is Which this? is why when I go to a stand-up show and a stand-up comic makes fat jokes, like, uh, at the at the cost of the people in the audience, you know, when they do that, mm-hmm. like, targeting people, I'm like, you know what? That's not smart comedy. That's not even, that's not, no, there's the no talent bar. there. No. There's no talent there. And so all I'm really getting from this Miller guy is that he's obviously not very smart. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I have Truth Hurts by Lizzo stuck in my head a little bit, <laughs> and I am hearing fat fuck's gonna fat fuck in her cadence, <laughs> and I think she should use it. I think she should write a lyric around that. I think that would be very empowering. It would be. It would be. I, I also want to talk a little bit about in like dovetailing into this, you know, a lot of people who consider themselves liberals go after the president for his weight with mm-hmm. for his weight. And it's and it's to me, me it's, it's just as unacceptable. Yeah. You don't, when Seth Meyers does it on his show, which is so smart. Yeah. And then all of a sudden makes a fat joke. I'm like, dude, yeah. I get like get like please. Like you said, there's so much. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit. So much low-hanging fruit. So many other things you could talk about. But it really does show a major lack of imagination. Yeah. If you can't come up with something smarter than fat fuck. Like, or whatever fat joke you have. Like, come on. I give, I could, I could give you a list of awesome things to make fun of about me. (laughs) Fat would be on it. Yeah. 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 Oh, there was a little ring There was a ding. I don't know what it was. Sorry about that. (laughs) You guys, someone's blowing us up, y'all. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Do you uh, did you ever have anything come up that was uncomfortable for you in a room where someone wanted to make a joke and you were like the the no but what has happened is I have pitched material around fatness and seen people become uncomfortable because they don't know what to do with a fat woman talking about fatness in a comedy way that's not 
antagonistic towards fat people Mm -hmm. and not, you know, it's just a new experience for them. They're not trying to be horrified and shocked, but I can register on their face like, what do I do? Right. What do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we say and, and that a lot too. About you're very brave to be doing. To, I mean, to be to in be in a writer's space. room and do that is sure. is terrifying. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, but we say this a lot all the time when we're writing for we our Fat Scotch comedy show is uh, one of the things that people are that like we have to give the audience is permission to laugh about sure. it because people are like fat is such a sensitive word. There is like nothing worse that you could call someone. Yeah, I mean. You know, like don't don't call her fat, and then don't call her fat bitch on top of it, because that's like <laughs> that's just like extra horrible. But it's like people need permission to laugh at the word, yeah. with and because otherwise they feel like they're laughing at you, yeah, or like they're la- you know, like and, and like no, I'm making the joke. I'm I'm good. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah, you yeah. can laugh. Yeah, it, it it's it definitely is a different. It's a difficult uh, tightrope to yeah. walk. Yeah. And, but, and yet I fucking love it too. And oh, I totally. did it to my audience last night when I was hosting. Totally. I literally like said I'm a fat activist and I made like a fat joke and I, I made a joke about being fat and how men treat you when you're fat. And they were like, and I was like, I, I can say fat, I'm fat. And they all just were like, ah! like right. that, that was good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they could get into that. But it really speaks to, I mean, um, what's her name Hannah Gatsby was that her uh-huh. name? Yes. when she talked about the tension in 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 her right. in her show when she talked about like part of what makes things funny is that you create tension and then relieve it yeah um and so like fat and fat issues creates a lot of tension yeah and giving people permission to be relieved when you give them the punchline is like yeah so that yeah. so that, like you being like I'm a fat activist <laughs> they were like oh thank god <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She broke the tension. We can laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, we probably have like a minute left. Not even. Sorry about it, Kurt. Kurt's running the board today, guys. Hey, Kurt. He's the best. And uh, I thought this might be interesting for you as a sing as um, not a single lady, um, married, lady. married lady. Might um, have a particular feeling about this that me and Nikki might have no care in the world about. Um, <laughs> but. And I actually have very good friends who are going through this. And the New York Times covered it, which I think is really a big deal, that there finally are voices being heard about fat women being told by fertility doctors that they are not worth being patients because they're they're going to, because they're fat, have a problem getting pregnant. And especially when, like, that's not really true. (laughs) Again, it's just, like, based on all this false science and, like, they just don't want to deal with fat people in their office or have to deal with the things that come along with being fat, like medication. And doctors are not educated on on issues around fatness anyway, so they don't, they themselves don't even have enough knowledge to, about, you know, the reality of fat instead of what we're taught in pop culture about fat that they don't they're not making informed decisions themselves no so yeah no because no. this the resistance in the world of research even when people come out with conclusions that would say fat is not a factor in this part of health people right. still go but people still should lose weight yes. <laughs> like it was that end. huffington post article from like a year ago that yeah. was like yeah just going through all of the bias fat people have in medicine yeah, yeah. Do you, have you come across that you know for me it's like uh like most 20 somethings in la i don't take care of myself um <laughs> and i just you know it's it's the the nervousness prevents me from seeing medical professionals at the frequency that i think other people do and and when I think about having children, which is a ways away, the fear is not 
like having a baby in my belly as much as like all the fucking doctors and all the fucking Mm. well-meaning advice from strangers Mm. and that stuff like scares me way more than like birthing that's fine women have been doing that forever Kate Bush has fully like 20 songs about it I can do it that's all I need (laughs) I don't need an OBGYN I just need some Kate Bush I'll just push it and someone to catch it yeah yeah an opera singer with a very strong diaphragm no fears but I don't want to have a doctor look at me you know yeah Yeah. one of the things I thought was really interesting about this article uh, in the New York Times is that it doesn't just highlight for me it didn't just highlight the obstacles that fat women go through in terms of um, in terms of getting pregnant, but I think it also speaks to the fact that we actually, as women in general, are not given enough education on like how much time we really have, yeah. and and so you end up you know in your twenties thinking that's a way way off. Right. And then you wake up 10 minutes later and you're like, oh, I'm 35 and I have I to do this right now. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so like I think and so and so then you have as a fat woman, you have not just the I'm fighting the clock, but I'm also having to fight the oh, medical professionals yeah. who don't who don't trust that I know my body well enough or that I'm aware enough of the risks or that I am allowed to mm-hmm. make choices about myself and my body. Yeah. Um, and so you end up having people like, you know, the women in this article talking about how, you know, they started the process of trying to get IVF at 30 mm-hmm. and didn't actually, weren't able to do it for seven, eight years or so because because of the, 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 the biases of the doctors they were dealing with. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, and also there's a lot of people who say that a lot of um, OG, OBGYN science is based on stuff from like the early 1900s. And like, yeah. stuff that, you know, <laughs> if you're like, trying if you need to cry and need to break the the seal look up the history of the speculum it'll yeah yeah, it'll bum you out bum you right out yeah Yeah. and i think a big thing in the you know there's such a rise in doulas and midwifery i think is a big result of like all the stuff of like you know something like 80 percent of women who are like uh you know cut during pregnancy don't need to be cut and just stuff like that where it's yeah it's and that's sometimes the worst part of it that's the where people have the most complications and stuff yeah and and then you look at i mean we are like the most developed country in the world or one of the most developed Mm -hmm. countries of the world and our infant mortality rates are way higher than they need to be especially with black women and so like obviously the medical profession's not doing what it needs to do anyway when it comes to women's bodies and women's health then you add fat to the equation and it's just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah. Please. Medical Association. Damn it. Thank you for being here. Thank you. You've been me. a damn delight. It always goes ways too fast. Ways too fast. Do you hear me? I need to go to bed <laughs> for like 14 hours in a row. Can that happen? Probably not. I'll be up at like four in the morning being like, why am I awake? <laughs> Tell Sending everybody. Me emails. Exactly. Tell everybody what you want them to watch that you're a part of. Tell them what where they can find you if they want to look at all your hot weightlifting videos i want you to watch corporate on comedy central um i pop up a couple times um my character's called little cucumber you can't miss her she's a delight um and yeah caroline e and on twitter on instagram don't find me on facebook that's weird but on the (laughs) others (laughs) leave her alone (laughs) no mutuals no ad you know I get it. That's my that's my methodology yeah. as well. We're whores for Facebook, Avi. At plus the show everywhere you could possibly imagine. Just try putting at plus the show in, and it should come up. Mm-hmm. Next week 
we it's the 4th of July guys we might take a break it might be a rerun we have to still discuss we have a guest that we might be able to do a little thing with but we like barbecuing I'm saying we like the pool it's time to break out the queue yeah get our grub on we might have to do a rerun don't be mad but the week after that we have a spectacular guest and you definitely want to keep watching this space for our next show our next live show I'm Kathy Deach this is Nikki Bailey thank you for watching plus this this. Kurt, was that your alarm to tell